2: What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of The Atlantic Files, brought to you by BasketballSocietyOnline.com and the Underdog Sports Podcast Network. As always, you are joined by myself, Alex Fish, by my co-host, Mike Bash. We are welcoming back once again, friend of the pod, Dennis Clausen from Roto Baller. What's going on, Dennis?
1: Hey, guys. How are you?
2: We're good. We're good. Glad to have you back. And of course, of course, of course, we have to have you back because this week we're talking about none other than your guys, Brooklyn Nets, Um, the fourth team in line for our year in review series. If you haven't checked out the other ones, make sure you go back to our post on Basketball Society. The links will be in there. Check those out as well. And so without further ado, we get into the year in review for the Brooklyn Nets. Last season, they finished fourth in the Atlantic. They finished sixth in the East overall at 42 and 40. And of course they had the first round exit against the Philadelphia 76ers. But we all know next year is going to look much different, but let's look at, let's look back at this year. So Mike, Give us your original thoughts on everything Brooklyn from this past season.
0: So last year was a bit of a roller coaster for the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, They started off all right. They were playing like 500 ball, and then they went like completely 180, played like crap. They were 8-18. I came on the podcast. I said, let's just tank. Let's try to get Zion. Let's try to get R.J. Barrett. You know, put put one of those guys alongside D'Angelo Russell and build a team and be good, you know, four years from now, three years from now. And then from that point on when they were eight and eighteen, they went something like twenty one and five or something. Got to twenty nine and twenty five or thirty and twenty somewhere in that record of range of records and just took off and uh, they got into the playoffs as a six seed. They won game one in Philadelphia. Uh, they should have won game I think it was game three, the game that uh, – or game four, one of those games in Brooklyn where Mike Scott hit a corner jumper to win it. Uh, it they didn't, and that kind of, you know, ended the series for them. But it was an exciting year. Uh, the Nets – obviously, D'Angelo Russell for the Nets was an all-star and had a great year. It's unfortunate he will not be there for the Nets next year. But other guys, like Spencer Dinwiddie, stepped up. Lavert had a breakout season in the beginning before getting injured. Jared Allen – Showed he's one of the uh, better young shop blockers in the league. Joe Harris, my boy Joe Harris, showed why <laughs> I put him in the same sentence as LeBron James. Well, and uh, and uh, it was an overall it was a good year. Uh, but the next 2019-2020 uh, is going to be exciting for Brooklyn. Exciting for the people on Flatbush and Atlantic. Dennis, I know you're a Nets fan as well. What are your thoughts?
1: And I will just say if you can remember me before the beginning of the season, I predicted that they would make the playoffs as an eight seed. Very true. But they exceeded expectations. My only concern was, was mostly towards the end of last season when they had to take that road trip and things were looking a little rough for them for a while. They had to go to Denver. They had to go to Portland, uh, and I, I got a little nervous around that that uh, point in time, but they were actually able to make it through, and uh, I was pretty happy with how everything ended up overall.
2: Yeah, I mean, definitely an overall, I would say, success for Brooklyn Nets la- for the Brooklyn Nets last year, um, and I mean, I think you can. Uh, I mean, obviously, going into this season. Uh, into the the next season we'll we'll get into that about you know all the moves they made but even if there weren't uh, as big of moves made I think that a lot of people would still have the Brooklyn Nets on their radar um, like just as an example right now according to Bovada Sportsbook the Brooklyn Nets are plus 2200 odds to win the NBA championship next year um, and obviously we know that's without Kevin Durant um, but as far as last season goes, that was really something uh, special. Uh, like like Mike said, they were started off uh, pretty slow, and it just you know all of a sudden just started building up, building up, building up, and then boom, six seed. You know, facing off against the Sixers, even took a game. Um, it, it was definitely a big season for for Brooklyn. Uh, I also agree with the fact that. It sucks that, you know, we won't see D'Angelo Russell there anymore. Um, I thought he was really fun uh, watching him play with uh, with Dinwiddie and and Lavert, but also just watching D'Angelo grow into the player that he is now. Um, I think Brooklyn was easily the best part of his career so far. And so there's a big, big new chapter about to start. So uh, let, let me ask you this, Dennis. After the playoff series... Uh, they had this past season what were your thoughts immediately after that did you think that there was going to be as big of an off season as everyone expected or after that were you just like all right i'm okay with where this team is headed as is if something happens if it happens
1: we knew that things were in the work works way before the end of the regular season. There was always uh, rumblings on what the Brooklyn Nets were going to do come the uh, offseason. I was really hoping, though, that D'Angelo would stay. I like the team that they had intact. Uh, basically, my I would have rather taken D'Angelo over Kyrie Irving. D'Angelo's younger. Uh, he's been relatively healthier than Kyrie has been. Kyrie brings a lot of uh, off-the-court drama with him, as evident by his time in, in Cleveland and Boston. Uh, D'Angelo really morphed into a super good player. Um, and when Karis LeBert went down with that injury uh, in Minnesota, he really stepped up to the plate and was, a, was pretty much the, the reason why the team was so successful um, in making the playoffs. Um, with that said, it is what it is now. Uh, D'Angelo is gone. He's now Golden State. Um, and now we have the new chapter with Kyrie. And uh, hopefully, Kevin Durant will make an appearance. They haven't completely ruled him out for this season. Uh, I would suggest that they don't rush things with him if he, if, they make the playoffs and there's a chance that Durant could play at some point this season. They need to just be careful with him because he does have an, uh, a tendency to get injured at times. Um, so if they're going to roll with Kyrie this entire season, um, I'm okay with that. Um, and then we got to look for Karis Levert to step up to the plate. Um and that's it, a lot of it's going to be dependent upon how Karis Levert plays this season too. Um, he wasn't exactly back to how he was playing prior to that injury. When he came back, he wasn't as efficient as he was. Um, so I think in order for this team to be truly successful, uh, we got to see Kevin uh, Karis Levert uh, get back to where he was before he was injured.
0: So Dennis. There's two things I agree with you on that on your on your statement there. You should agree with it, everything. No, <laughs> one is LeVert. Yes, he's a key part of this season for us for the Nets to really be successful. The uh, LeVert has to really step up and and take the next step in his game. And the second part being um, that I hope they don't rush Kevin Durant back. That being said, any Nets fan out there that thinks. Letting Ky- uh, bringing in Kyrie Irving, and instead of keeping D'Angelo Russell was a bad move. Is wrong. Kyrie Irving is a better player than D'Angelo Russell, and there it's really not a debate. The only yes, I understand the injuries, but D'Angelo Russell's had injuries, and I understand the age. But Kyrie Irving is at the top ten talent in the league. We're gonna see it this year. Things are gonna click. He's in a situation that he wants to be in. I think we're going to see a different Kyrie Irving this year. I think, I think we even might see a uh, MVP candidate Kyrie Irving this year. And over on Bovada, they have the odds right now for Kyrie Irving at plus 3,300. I like those odds. I I think. Looking at the guys ahead of him, I think Russell Westbrook doesn't won't won't be there. Like I don't think Russell Westbrook is going to have an MVP year. I don't think Paul George is going to have an MVP year. I don't think uh, Joel Embiid is going to have an MVP year. Only whoa. not because not because he's not a good player, but he's going to play sixty-five games. So
1: still,
0: you know, whoa. Only, still, whoa, <laughs> uh,
1: still. And I, and I agree with the sixty-five games because you know how the the Sixers always. Have the tendency to baby him. They keep, they hold him out of back to backs a lot. Uh, load management's always a factor with him, so uh, I don't see Embiid be definitely um, being in that conversation at all. So um, I, go ahead.
0: I was just gonna say I think Kyrie Irving is set for an MVP caliber year. I do think Kevin Durant returns late in the season. And this might be a Nets team that at the end of the year could be hoisting up the Larry O'Brien trophy. All right. First off.
1: Get get back to real quick. My 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 reservations with Kyrie, um, like I said, is his health and his his off the court uh, antics that he brings. We know D'Angelo has been injured before. He does have knee you know, he had that knee issue that kept him out. Um, but the guy's younger he's gonna mold into we we haven't even hit the tip of the iceberg yet with D'Angelo Russell and it's I really as a, as personally I would have rather him stay in Brooklyn than pick up Kyrie but we know that the only reason we, we were gonna get Kevin Durant is because Kyrie's involved so we have to take it for what it is
2: so first off Joel Embiid is definitely having an MVP season, just saying that. I also think that Ben Simmons will have an MVP season. But that's neither here nor there. We're not talking about the Sixers right now. I definitely see what you mean, Dennis, about D'Angelo not having the same sort of, I don't want to say issues, sort of like, Uh, behind the scenes kind of stuff i mean he had his fair share in la which was the whole reason pretty much why he got shipped out of there um but obviously since being in brooklyn he has matured he you know has uh grown into a a much better player and there's not as much surrounding him in terms of like you know, uh, celebrity level status. And there's not like, he's not, uh, going around saying the world is flat or anything like that. Um,
1: but you gotta think it too. If you look at the state of LA right now, if at the time, it was easy to point fingers at, at D'Angelo and say he was a problem. Um, but, but now that he's removed and the same issues are still going on in LA, uh, he Basically, you didn't get anything from him once he went to Brooklyn, so I, I'm not going to hold him really responsible for what happened in L.A.
0: Speaking of L.A., That's just to break break some news real quick. Former Brooklyn Net Dwight Howard will be signing with the Los Angeles Lakers. Mm.
2: I just saw that as well. I think it's going to go even worse than it did the first time. You think so? Yes.
0: <laughs> I'm interested. Anyway, back on the topic of the
1: yes. Yeah.
2: So, um, They are desperate. Oh, yeah, they're very desperate. And shout out to Boogie Cousins, because that really sucks, um, that, you know, it, he just keeps hitting all of that bad luck. Um, but anyway, like, I, I definitely agree with you. There is a lot going on in L.A., just because it's L.A., but, um,. In terms of on-the-court production, I will still take Kyrie over D'Angelo every time. And like you said, it's more of the off-court stuff that, like, you're a little weary about. But to me, it feels like, I don't know, I it's just like a, a, a gut feeling or like a hunch that I have that I feel like Kyrie is going to be a lot more, a lot looser now and just be, you know, a lot less... Uh, kind of I don't want to say crazy because I don't think he's like a crazy person but just being closer to home having this team now that he just feels comfortable being in the city he does have Kevin Durant with him but he also has a pretty good supporting cast um and uh, I will say I do like Kenny Atkinson as well so a a good coaching staff not that he didn't have one in, in Boston but it's a Brooklyn is, is an area to me that I think the media isn't going to attack their players as much as a place like Boston. Like There has been so many things about Boston media. Just as soon as they figure out, like all oh, this one player, they don't want them there, all the media start throwing these little jabs at them all the time. And, I mean, you could kind of see it with Kyrie. Even after he had that whole thing where he's like, I want to be in Boston as long as you guys will have me. Um, there was still all these little things that like, oh, Kyrie does this or Kyrie thinks that. Um, I think the media themselves will be pretty welcoming of Kyrie in Brooklyn, so I think that'll play into the whole thing of him just being happy and going out and playing basketball. So overall, I think this whole Kyrie move is going to be a win for both sides, for Kyrie and for the Nets. Um, and. To address what you said, Mike, about Kevin Durant, I think Brooklyn should not bring him back this season no matter what.
0: Well, it depends for me. Like, if he's cleared to play and it's, like, March, you know, then I don't see why not. But if he's cleared to play and it's, like, you know, the last week of the regular season or, like, first round of the playoffs, then, yeah, I agree with that. But if he's cleared to play and there's, like, two months left of the season already, it's, like, you know, what's the point of sitting him?
2: I mean, I, I see what you mean. I just think with an injury like that, you just don't even risk it.
0: No, but you also got to think, think of it this way. The doctors, Kevin Durant, everyone involved is going to already be extra cautious. True. So, if they clear him to play, it's probably because, you know, he was ready a month ago, but they want to make sure... He's ready. You know what I'm saying? So, why, you know, if they clear him the play, when did the playoffs start? Late April? Uh, around, uh like mid-April. Okay. If they clear him to play in March 3rd, you know, that's six weeks before the playoffs. They've already probably been cautious with him to this point. I don't see a problem with it. If they, if they clear him the play and it's, you know, all, all, April 4th, fine. Don't play him. Or April 12th, don't play him. But you know, if he's got six weeks, five weeks, eight weeks of the regular season to get you know into a rhythm, and he's been cleared to play, I don't see a problem with it. Um, but I do, I do think that if he if he does play, and he comes back in early March, then the Nets championship odds would skyrocket. I mean, I definitely don't disagree
2: that the that the championship odds would skyrocket. Um, for me, I just think. Personally, I just wouldn't play him at all this season just just to be extra sure, um, especially because what we were talking about in, in uh, within the Basketball Society guys, one of our guys actually also tore his Achilles as well. And the big thing with tearing your Achilles is just getting an injury in your other leg because of, you know, over-accommodating for it. And that's what happened with Boogie.
0: Yes, but here's the issue. Here's the issue. I thought I brought this up to you before, but maybe I didn't you think you did the one about wilkins yeah he tore his right achilles right he he tore essentially his non-dominant foot because as a right-handed basketball player you do everything off your left foot right so if he's gonna overcompensate he's overcompensating on his strong leg
2: true no i i definitely agree with that i just i me i just rather be much more careful especially because you know you have him for the season after
0: also, no offense to the basketball society guy, but I don't think him and Kevin Durant are the same physical specimens. Well, no. <laughs> but right now, speaking right now, as of um, what are we at July or August twenty third, the Brooklyn Nets are considered the ninth highest favorite on Bovada at plus twenty two hundred to win the NBA championship. And I don't teams that are ahead of them like the Utah Jazz. And the Philadelphia 76ers, I don't think, will win championships. So, you know, right now the Nets, in my eyes, are really a top-six team, top-seven team. And if they if they can return Durant, and and uh, I think the uh, emergence of Nico Claxton, who I think reminds me of Chris Bosh. I, I, I have high aspirations for the Brooklyn Nets in 2019-2020.
1: Especially, you know, when, when Durant gets healthy, you know, maybe even looking into next season if he doesn't play this season. But when Durant is healthy and you have him, Kyrie, uh, they've definitely improved their interior defense. Um, they're not going to get as bullied around with DeAndre Jordan in the mix. The, you know, Torian Prince was a pretty big pickup. Joe Harris is back, and they have the best six-man in the league. Uh, in the league? in the league, Spencer Dinwiddie. So things are looking right. really really good for them.
0: I mean, right now I think that it's safe to say the Nets might be the most talented team in the Atlantic Division. Uh... All right, would you rather – are we going to go through this again? <laughs> we can go through it as much as you want. I'm still not going to agree Jared with you. Jared <laughs> Allen and, and Kara Levert or Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid. Oh That's wait!
2: Probably the easiest question ever.
0: I know, Jared Allen and Kara Smart. Oh my God! You have a guy who can't stay healthy and a guy who can't shoot. Versus, if you've been watching his workouts, he can shoot. Oh stop! Stop! He can with shoot the now. That is the slowest. He can shoot jump. now. I could block that shot. I could block that shot. It's the slowest. He's r- like two ever. feet taller than. You. I don't matter. <laughs>
1: Is there is there an over under on uh how many shot attempts that uh from three point that Ben Simmons is gonna take this season?
0: Uh I'll set it at uh twenty seven and a half. Shot attempts?
1: Yeah. Twenty
2: seven and a half. Uh I would I'm, say less than five. I'm I'm gonna say over twenty seven and a half. Over. Over. He's been hearing that, the critics. He knows. He knows he count, has to shoot.
0: That doesn't count uh, after the, at the buzzer half court heaves. Oh yeah, I wasn't no, going to count those.
1: True, we'll say true, actual true three point shots to where, and I, I would say five. <laughs>
0: All, right. uh, All I'm saying it's, is, Philadelphia 76ers and they're broken basketball players. All he's I'm saying is 17 career three-pointers in which he's made 0.
2: All I'm saying is on Bavada, Joel Embiid is plus 1000 to win the MVP and Ben Simmons is plus
0: 8000 to win MVP. As, that, that Ben Simmons is justified, Joel Embiid's is wildly too high. What? He is the most
2: dominant big man in the entire league.
0: I'm sorry. Did you uh, did you say Carl Anthony
1: Towns?
2: Embiid eats Towns for lunch.
1: I thought he said uh, Nicole Jokic. I,
0: that's what I. Th- I'm sorry. Did Jokic? You say Jokic. Jokic. Jokic can't even stop a nosebleed. No matter. What do you mean? So, it doesn't matter.
2: Okay, we're matter. we're he getting can, way off he, topic here. He
0: might not be able to stop a nosebleed, but he could pass you the tissue to clean it up.
2: <laughs> it doesn't even matter because we're gonna be way ahead, so it doesn't matter what he oh, who oh, he's stop, passing he, to.
0: Stop hating. On big honey,
2: <laughs> oh my god! Anyway, getting back to the Brooklyn Nets, um, what
0: was that one guy with the weird nickname? Uh, 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 uh oh, was it? time lord, time lord, that's a... <laughs> Robert Williams, I think. Yeah, on
2: on the Celtics. Um, but anyway, so going going back to Brooklyn, as I said, last season. Um, there was, I mean, it was really cool watching Brooklyn just because they were that up and coming team, they were just fun to watch. You didn't know if they were, if you didn't know if D'Angelo was gonna all of a sudden, you know, hit everybody with this crazy fourth quarter comeback, or you know, if they would just like just come short of a comeback and everything like that. Um, how. So, how do you see the the Brooklyn Nets ending up next season? Now, I know you're saying they're the most talented in the Atlantic, all this kind of stuff. On Bovada, they are listed as uh, – their over-under is listed at 44.5 wins. So, where do you see it compared to their wins? I'm hammering the over.
0: And hammering the over. Hammering the over. I'm putting them at 49-33. and 33. Uh, I think that's good enough for the five seed. I hope, I don't know, maybe, uh, where's the standings for last year? Uh, 49, which is what the Celtics finished last year, put them as the five seed. Um, I think they win their first round matchup. I don't remember who they have the four seed is. I think they face Philadelphia in the second round. If they have Kevin Durant in the second round, I think they wipe the floor with Philadelphia. If they do not have <laughs> Kevin Durant in the second round, I think that series goes six. I don't know who wins it, though. Um, but... Wipe uh, the floor.
2: What? Wipe the floor. Okay, I'd love to <laughs> see that.
0: I don't think there's a single player on Philadelphia that could stop Carousel Anyway. Uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, God. Just wait till Jared Allen starts hitting threes. He started the early part of the season last year shooting threes and then just stopped. But just wait. Anyway, um, I think the Nets are obviously a definite playoff team. I think they're a five seed at 49 and 33. So I'm hammering the over there. Um, I think Karis LeVert will be their most improved player. I I still – I see – Jared Allen, Jared Allen taking a next step in this game, and I also like, like I said earlier, the prospects of Nico Claxton. I think he's a very good offensive big man. Could be a great off the bench scorer for the Nets. I'm excited for Brooklyn. Uh, 49 and 33 is my prediction. Second round, possibly conference finals. What about you? Dennis? I'm going
1: to even go. I'm going to even go. Uh, I, I think they improved 10 wins on what they were doing this season. I, I think we're going to get uh, 50, 52 wins. 52 wins.
0: Wow! This is like the Jason Kidd days of of Nets basketball. Let's go, Dennis. I like that prediction.
1: But it's gonna be it's it's gonna be somewhere between your prediction and my prediction. I I. They're definitely. Uh, I think they're gonna at least hit fifty, and then uh, we'll take it from there.
2: All right. Well, We've you guys left are Alex. Speechless. You guys are way too high on the Nets, so I'm gonna have to knock everything down a peg here. I'm going with the under. The under, and I'm saying they're getting 44 wins exactly.
0: We won 42 games with with D'Angelo Russell, and and you say we're gonna win two more games with Kyrie Irving and Torian Prince added, and possibly Kevin Durant. Yes. What do you? Whatever you're on, I want some of it. <laughs> Only two more wins. You guys are
2: gonna lose to the Knicks three times too.
1: I'm gonna hang up. I'm I'm, I'm looking for the end button here.
0: I'm just that would mean the Nets. That would mean the Nets got swept in the Garden and then lost the game at the barclay Center. Exactly. RJ Barrett's gonna just score forty or fifty on you guys. That would also mean the Nets, the Knicks, would win almost twenty percent of their last year's win total against the Brooklyn Nets this year. Yep. Okay you really must have really got
2: that good stuff and pascal siakam is gonna score 40 on you guys i don't doubt that
0: (laughs) we do not have a four we do not have a four man so right now he's playing against a cone pretty much but no in
2: all honesty i'll i'll give the brooklyn nets 46 wins
0: Okay, that's what I'm,
2: that's what I'm talking about. I think I think they'll finish with 46. I think they I I do think they will get to the second round, um but I think that they'll play somebody like Milwaukee and probably lose in 5. That's fair. Just because but that's mainly also because I'm operating under Kevin Durant not playing. If Kevin mm-hmm. Durant does play, Uh, I do think that they make the conference finals, but I think they lose in the conference finals to Philadelphia.
0: I'm done. I'm done.
1: (laughs) Good thing this episode is almost over.
2: (laughs) I mean, you know I had to put that in there. Of course. De facto.
1: I think think we're looking at – I think Milwaukee will finish uh, a a top and number one, obviously, again. But I think – the Raptors are definitely going to take a step back. Oh yeah. Um, I think the the Brooklyn Nets are, are definitely uh, in line for uh, second overall in the East or third overall in the East. I still think they're better than Boston, and I think that they're better than the Sixers. Um, with the with the only uh, potential, um, I think the Pacers are going to move a little forward this season. I think the the Pacers will be back in that conversation. Uh, but I could see the uh, the the Nets finishing two or three in the East.
2: The only time I will say that they're close to being better than the Sixers is if Kevin Durant is playing. If he's not playing, they're definitely not better than Philadelphia.
1: They are better right now without Kevin Durant. What? They are better right now without Kevin Durant.
2: All right. Uh, I agree with that. All right. This this podcast has officially gone off the rails. <laughs> um, anyway, look, just looking at last season real quick the the Nets were like dead middle of the pack in points per game. They were a little bit south of middle of the pack in opponent points per game. Um, so they they put up 112 a game that was good for 15th out of 30. Uh, they gave up 112 per game which was 18th out of 30. Uh, so. Honestly, I don't see the defense really going that far, getting that much better or that much worse. Obviously, the offense will get a little bit better, but just going based off that with their pace also not being that fast, I think that just primes them to really only get to like 46, 47 wins. And that's, especially without Kevin Durant, that's why I'm not putting them top three.
0: Fair enough. But that, that's a biased, biased, biased prediction by a by a Sixer fan. At least me it's and it's not Dennis. a biased opinion. Me and Dennis Nets gave fans. unbiased opinions.
1: <laughs> well, the the biggest issue that the that the as the provincial. Nets had the uh, biggest issue that the Nets had against uh, Philly last year was they got completely dominated on the inside. As good as uh, Jared Allen is, he was you could tell just how young and, and immature or inexperienced he was. But with DeAndre Jordan in, things are going to be, uh, they're not going to get as man as easily as they did last season. So you're going to see a big difference there.
2: DeAndre Jordan's barbecue chicken. We
0: ready. Barbecue we chicken. We ready. We ready. Uh-huh. The only
2: thing I'm disappointed in in you guys for is there was not a single mention of Theo Pinson.
0: Yo, don't don't sleep on the the, the uh, poor man's Oscar Robertson, all right? Don't you sleep didn't, on him. You you were over there naming players of why Brooklyn was
2: better and you didn't even secret name weapon. it's called a secret weapon. You didn't even name Kuruks. Bro,
1: bro. I, I was going to get to Kuruks. Um, so
0: but, we didn't. We didn't name Zanon Musa. We didn't name Rodions Karous. We didn't name uh, Garrett Temple. Garrett Temple, <laughs> because it's it keeping it on the D.L. It's the un, It's a secret weapons. Keep sleeping on Rodions Karous. You got. Oh, that's what it was. It wasn't Karis Levert. It was Jared Allen. Jared Allen and and Rodions Karous or Ben Simmons and and Joel Embiid. I rest my case at that. Still ridiculous. I, you, if you, if you believe so.
2: I will I will end with this little fun fact. You guys are paying Darren Williams $5.5 million next year.
0: That's fine. All okay. right. He probably will make more jump three-pointers than Ben Simmons next year.
2: <laughs> oh,
1: God. All right, we're moving forward, and that's all that matters. All I know
2: is when we get to the playoffs next season and the Sixers win, I'll be right back here saying I told you so. All right, you do that um and just i also just want to say i listened to uh the rights to ricky sanchez podcast they actually had billy king on there um talked about his tenure with the sixers and the nets um and i thought that was a very interesting um conversation he talked about his relationship with uh what was the russian owner's name
0: yeah mikhail prokhorov i think
2: we lost you oh okay so, yeah, Mikhail Prokhorov, uh, he was talking about his, um, his relationship with him. Apparently, he never, Billy King never even talked to Prokhorov his entire tenure with the Nets because he, he made him talk to somebody else who then relayed the message to Prokhorov. Billy King said the only time he ever talked to Prokhorov was when
0: he got fired. <laughs> That's hilarious. Now we got new owner, Joseph Tsai bright days ahead
1: in Brooklyn. Yeah. Good thing good thing uh he's got, you know, no more of that. So it's definitely going to be uh uphill from here.
2: Yes. I agree. I mean, you guys definitely have a bright future. I was definitely one of the people that were on the Brooklyn Nets train back when they started rebuilding before Mike came on the show. So it is nice to see you guys back in relevancy and may the best
1: team win. It'll Steve be Philly, but We've always been relevant.
2: Eh, It's debatable, but... (laughs) But anyway, thank you for joining the show again, Dennis. Really appreciate you coming back on.
1: Thanks for having me, guys.
2: Yeah, thanks for coming on. And make sure, everybody, make sure you check out BasketballSocietyOnline.com. We have a back-to-school All-Star game going this weekend down in Maryland. Check our Instagram. There is plenty of information on that. Get your tickets at Eventbrite. We will see you guys on Sunday. Also, check out the rest of the podcast at the Underdog Sports Podcast Network. Thank you guys for listening, and we'll catch you guys next week.
0: Peace.